Righto, let's talk NRL. It's going to be an unbelievable week. Can't wait to uh, discuss it all. Melbourne Storm 18 over the Roosters 13. It was right down to the wire. Uh, wasn't the case across the ditch. The Warriors 40 over the Newcastle Knights 10. It all came to a screeching halt for the Mighty Knights. So what we have is we have two prelim finals, Penrith Storm Friday, Bronx Warriors Saturday. Scotty Sattler, a very good morning to you. Hey, Zorks. Hey, Paddy. How are you guys? Good, good. It was a great, great weekend also, wasn't it, with the Post Plus Cup grand final yesterday. What a game that was. Yeah, went, that went right down to the wire as well. And it was an upset because mm. Burley had put 50-odd on, on Wynnum the week before, hadn't they? Yeah, they had. They had uh, minor premiers. And, and with the Tigers, you didn't know who was going to play because you don't know whether Melbourne were going to pull out players to rest them for next week just in case they're needed. Guys like Jonah Pezzett and co. And, and then when they uh, they trotted out yesterday against the Burley Bears, you knew it was going to be a game, so... Great way to finish, you know, 32 years. I think last year, was the last time they, they won a grand final? Johnny Lang was their coach. Yeah, um, 1991. 91. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Hey, just very quickly, do you know the Tigers theme song? Is it? It's not the same as Richmond Tigers, is it, They which they played last night? I could be wrong. I don't know. Don't know. There'd be nothing wrong if they adopted it. No, that's exactly right. I love right. the AFL song. Yeah, I love it. I, I didn't realise that, Zorks. I didn't realise it doesn't matter even if you play the opposition home. You play the, the opposition's winning song. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yep. It's good. I like that. Yeah, I, it that. gives the kids something to walk away with. I reckon I, yeah. I left the grounds growing up and the opposition theme song would play and you just it was catchy. It was something to take home. It was a good little vibe to leave with. The only other thing you take home is Whatever they throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bruise on the, on the melon. Hey, very quickly, yeah. l- let me just play mm-hmm. this little bit of audio. Uh, it involves the referee uh, from the other night in this Storm Roosters match. And, of course, that's been one of the big talking points. It involved Ashley Klein. Oh, look, I thought he got his no. arm. No, look, I understand. I thought he got his arm underneath That wasn't even close. That's, that's what challenged it. So you must have heard that doubt. That yeah, but obvious. I only call as I see it, okay? I apologise. I can't I'm say any more than that. So is that going to cost him uh, a grand final? That's your thing. Ashley Klein, who, you know, is obviously one of the game's leading whistleblowers, he missed the Harry Grant knock-on, uh, a penalty followed, Storm scored. Yeah, it's pretty blatant. I remember sitting at home watching it on TV and I thought straight away um, to the naked eye it was a knock-on and Ashley Klein had a, a better view than all of us. There was no one that was interrupting his view and to answer your question, I think it should cost him the grand final, to be honest. And I'm not, that's, that's not a blight against Ashley Klein and his, his ability to officiate the game overall, but based on a couple of things throughout that game, it probably shows that he's, he's off his game a little bit and, and it's like a it's like a team, you make a mistake in a, in a final and it could cost you a grand finals aside. So I think he's made a couple of decisions during that during that game that maybe could cost him a grand final. So Bellamy takes his side through to a prelim final against Penrith at a core stadium. We'll, well, we may as well talk about it now. See, mm. Brian Fletcher's come out and said they, they should both be played on neutral territory. Well, hang on a minute. I mean... We we can fit fifty two and a half thousand into Suncorp. They can fit what twenty two or something out of twelve. Yeah, there are. What he's saying is that the neutral rugby league ground, the, the national neutral rugby league ground, which is Stadium Australia, should be used 
uh, as and this, remember that's what it used to be it always happened uh, heels when uh, sorry uh, Paddy when it was um, when it was the top five system everyone just headed to Sydney whether you're the Brisbane Broncos or whoever it doesn't matter so I think he's sort of saying we need to get back to that model especially for the grand final qualifiers which you know I, I, I don't think it's the right I don't think it's the right move because we've got so many out of Sydney teams now that yep. that uh, from an attendance point of view it would, it would really suffer so I think uh, the Broncos have earned the right finishing in the in the top two to to host that final, and and yeah, the AFL have adopted. We, we both codes have adopted that format for a number of years now. So hmm. yeah, I think uh, you know you have got to get some advantage if you finish in the top two, and, and that's exactly the way it's played out. Yeah, you're, you're spot on there, Sats. I mean, we've we've got it in the AFL with, and and the arguments get gets brought up with Geelong every season because GMHBA their home ground can only hold twenty odd thousand people. The mm. AFL takes their games to the MCG that can hold ninety thousand, and you know you lose you lose your right to to play at home because your your stadium isn't big enough. And um, yeah. you as a player, there's no doubt you want to play in front of the most amount of people that a stadium can hold. I mean, surely the Penrith players are, are wanting. I mean, Melbourne have got to travel anyway, so for this occasion, it, it's not. I don't think it's it's that big of an issue. But as a as an athlete, you want to play in front of the biggest audience possible, no? Yeah. yeah, you do, and and also you got to remember the NRL, they control all the finals, and the AFL they control all the finals, not the home team. So where they're going to get the most amount of ticket sales as well, and a Brisbane versus Melbourne game at Stadium Australia is not going to probably generate more than twenty five thousand yeah. yep. people, thirty thousand people tops in a an eighty three thousand seat stadium. So yeah, it just makes perfect sense. On the other side of it. A Carlton v Lions prelim final at the MCG, probably going to get eighty thousand plus, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, look, it's it's just something to toss around. Let me let me put one thing to bed very quickly before we start to talk about this Broncos game. Uh, this from uh, former East Tiger Max Dudley, who's called through. East have been using the Tigerland theme song since the nineteen seventies, uh, with just some slight wording differences to the Richmond song. Okay, thank you, Max. Really appreciate no, that. Good. That sorts that out. Right, let's like roll that. on. Great idea. Right, Bronx Warriors. Um, I mean, Bronx, you would have thought, will be going in as favourites. We'll talk to Tommy a little later on. But the Warriors, boy, oh, boy, to put 40 on a team that has been on a run. Hot. Yeah, it was good to watch, wasn't it? Especially yeah. the scenes. Firstly, it was just been so exciting. I was, I think I mentioned to you, uh, Paddy, a couple of weeks ago, I was over in New Zealand and I just couldn't believe... I couldn't believe the the uh, excitement around the club. Never seen it. Even though I was playing in grand finals in in uh, 02 and 2011, even the the locals were saying we haven't seen anything like this. So it's great to see for the game. Uh, biggest concern now is that for the the Kiwis, which I'll, I suppose I'll keep their kids up to watch. It's a 9:50 kickoff for them on Saturday night uh, mm. in New Zealand when. Yeah. Yeah, when they play against the Brisbane Broncos. So I've always thought that the grand final qualifier should be played on the same day. So all four, or two teams, I should say, have the same preparation to go into a grand final. But um, yeah, so you know that was that was a great, it was a great performance, great performance by the Warriors because they were asked a couple of questions really early on and they showed you know, a lot of resilience to to be able to not only defend. Newcastle, a very dangerous Newcastle. So they had a really good game plan as well. They took the ball away from Caleb Ponger. They didn't allow him to get involved at all. So a really good game plan by Andrew Webster. He's a, he's a phenomenal coach, Andrew Webster. All the feedback that comes out of Penrith is that they're the one they, they didn't want to lose. He was the coach they didn't want to lose. So 
Um, yeah, he marches on to another week, and it's a great story after finishing second last last year to now yeah, be one game away from a grand final. So what are they going to do to knock off the Bronx um, sats? Obviously, Johnson's going to have to play out of his skin, but can you see him troubling them coming over here? I, yeah, I can. I can. They'll have a lot of support, too, at Suncorp on, on Saturday night. Uh, but in saying that, also, Zorks, I don't think you can beat Brisbane at their own game because they've been so defensively sound this year. They've been outstanding from a defensive point of view and they can score points and what they're going to do is they're just going to continue to turn the screws and, and wait until you make a mistake and mm. that's all through Adam Reynolds and his game control but I think early on in the game against the Brisbane Broncos because they are so good defensively and so set in their structures, you've got to be a little bit unpredictable which is something that the Warriors haven't done this year. They've they've been really controlled in their, in their games. So I think you've got to really early on fire a few shots, a little bit of unpredictability and get a couple of early points on them if you can, if you can, and then you can afford to start getting into the end of the arm wrestle. But I've got to say, the one the one battle I'm looking forward to is Adam Fanua Blake up against Payne Haas, two mm. of the best front rows of the game, beautiful footwork, got big engines, and yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I cannot wait. Hey, what about the battle of the halves? And I know you've talked about Reynolds controlling it, but... Johnston, he was he was brilliant, and you know we don't know whether he's on one leg or not, but uh, he had the calf all uh, all taped all taped up. Yeah, you know he's fine. He could have played the week before. It was just a, they brought him over to Australia to see how he'd feel, and they probably could have, probably could have played him against Penrith, but they they played the numbers, guys. They, you know, statistically, Penrith don't get beaten at home. I think it's ninety four percent of times they played over the last hundred games they haven't been beaten, and. Um, so they played the numbers. They just felt as though that in the back of their head they were always going to get a game at home and numbers was going to tell them that Penrith were going to beat them. So uh, he, he'll be fine. He's, there's not a problem with Sean Johnson. And two two players at the end of their careers playing their best rugby league, it's it's um, you know it's great to see the way they're controlling their sides. And Sean Johnson was always noted for his flashy brilliance, but now he's known for his the quality plays. He's, it's, not, it's not about quantity for him. It's about quality and... And what he does at half the speed that he that he used to have may get him into the final two or three of Dally M night as well next week. So he's the favourite to win the Dally M now and the way that he's playing he deserves it. So yeah, it's two completely different players as well. One's based on playing a game of chess, that's Adam Reynolds, moving the pieces around the around the board where Sean Johnson's about these little tiny little tiny plays of brilliance that puts his players in a better position. So yeah, it's just so many matchups across the park. It's it's going to be a great game. Well, Sats, I wanted to touch on that. We've got Charles Nickel Clodstad, uh, who's been unbelievable, really, at fullback this year for the Warriors. Um, so much so that Webster's confirmed to him that he'll stay the number one next year when Roger Tuovasa-Shek comes back. But obviously, we've got Reese Walsh, and what sort of impacts are you going to have on the game? Well, he's the most exciting player in the game, both he and Ponger at the moment, I think. when he He's the sort of guy that, you know, you you got teams that you wouldn't generally watch, and I've always, I always love watching the Broncos as a Queenslander. But you know, even the AFL, there's there's teams that you generally really wouldn't watch. For me, it's Melbourne Demons. I never usually used to watch them play, but for, for all all of a sudden in the last few years, I've fallen in love with Matty Gorn, and so and so I, I, it's sort of one of these one of those players that makes you watch his team because he's so exciting. So. Um, I'll be watching Maxi Gorn this week. I know that, but uh, <laughs> but um, but I, yeah, he's, he's so exciting. And, and Charles is a completely different player, a lot more controlled than what 
what Reese is, but just so solid, just plug, plugs every hole. Uh, Shanzi Cook starting. He's a beautiful human being off the field as well. And when Roger Tuivasa-Shek was announced that he's coming back to the club, instead of kicking stones, he rang Roger Tuivasa-Shek personally to say how excited he was that he was coming back to the club, and he couldn't wait to play with him because he's he's, uh, he's his hero. So. Uh. Yeah, they've got, they got a good thing going at the, at the Warriors internally as a playing group at the moment. Yeah, and best of luck playing somewhere else bar fullback. So, is that what he, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sats, great to chat and get your analysis as usual. It's going to be we'll, – we'll analyse this game until the nth degree uh, before Saturday night. But uh, lovely to get your thoughts, mate, as usual. Yeah, the Lions. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Thanks, right. Sats. Thanks, Sats.